Hello, and welcome to here's Johnny's Reviews at Adult Animation April, which is my look at South Park, Team America, and today's movie, A Beavis and Butthead Do America, which came out in 1996, two years after the MTV show was cancelled. Ironically, the success of this movie uh, brought it back. Also, Paramount wanted this to be a live-action movie, starring Chris Farley and David Spade. Thankfully, that idea was crushed because that would have been fucking ridiculous. A super skinny, short beavis and a fat butthead. Dear God. <clears throat> this was one of the first animated movies to have celebrity voices. Uh, before every goddamn cartoon had to have a bloody celebrity voice. The movie itself had the biggest opening weekend ever until Titanic came out. And it's blown out of the water. No pun intended. With a budget of $12 million, this pulled in $63.1 million. It can't be said strongly enough how popular Beavis and Butthead were in the 90s. These idiots were everywhere. They were had video games, there was t-shirts, there was the show, they were in music videos, etc, etc. They were bloody everywhere. And these two dimwits were actually pop icons, legitimately. So, dig out your ACDC t-shirt and rock out to these two metalheads. It's Beavis and Butthead Do America. Starring Mike Judge, Bruce Willis, Demi Moore, Cloris Leachman, Robert Stack and David Letterman. The plot, two dimwitted MTV junkie metalheads, teenagers, travel across America in search of their stolen TV. Will they get it back? Or are they doomed to, oh I don't know, learn something? The movie opens up on a Paramount logo and then the MTV Spaceman. Note, this to date is the only MTV movie to be animated. Straight into a nightmare of giant Godzilla-sized Beavis and Butthead, both voiced by writer-director Mike Judge. Of, well, Beavis and Butthead, King of the Hill, the Spikehead movies and the Great Office Space. Such a movie out is hilarious. And a swipe at 90s office politics. Destroying the city looking for a chick to score, with the army trying to stop them in vain, but they're just getting swatted away like flies. The two boys fight over a chick as the daydream fades into reality, with Beavis desperately trying to wake Butthead to tell him their TV has been stolen. This takes Butthead a good minute to figure out what happened. Basically, the, the, the person, the guys, smashed the window, stole the TV and kicked open the front door. How, how bloody hard was that to figure it for fuck's sake? Remember kids, stay in school, don't do drugs, and metal kills brain cells! Uh, cue the titles as the camera pans across the city in Starsky and Hutch style with the 70s funk track kicks in. Once rummaging through the trash to find the TV, the demoted deans decide to break into the school and steal the school's TV. I never noticed how much both South Park and Family Guy were influenced and indeed ripped off Beavis and Butthead. More so South Park with the hippie dippy teacher and his carefree attitude of this marker stuff, Mr. Mackey. Hmm. The school teacher, Mr. Van Dressen, also voiced by Mike Judge, stops them and invites them to experience life experiences without the constant dribble of TV. The boys don't listen and still the TV dropping it down a flight of backstairs and smashes it into pieces. The principal expels them, so returning home they see their long-suffering neighbour, Mr Anderson, also voiced by, yes you have guessed it, Mike Judge, has a brand spanking new RV. And note, Mr Anderson was the prototype Hank Hill. So the boys sneak on board to watch TV. 
Are the idiots abreak the TV inside the RV? So walk out and are caught by their nearsighted neighbour and just walk off, as you do. That night, still TVless, the boys are walking the streets. Beavis starts to have TV withdrawal symptoms. Then suddenly, they see a sleazy motel with a huge colour TV sign blinking in the distance. So they break into rooms, finding Principal McVicker. Also, guess what? Voiced by Mike Judge. Getting spanked by a prostitute, as you do. And note, this was supposed to show a bare butt, but in order to keep its PG rating, yes folks, this is a bloody PG. Loveheart boxer shorts were drawing on, and how the feck is Beavis and Butthead PG? I mean, for God's sake, they're swearing violence, but oh no, you can't, you can't show a bare arse, it might get a bloody PG-13 rating, oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, moving on. <clears throat> in one of the rooms, they meet Hitman Muddy Grimes, a voice by Bruce Willis of Die Hard, the movies I covered, uh, check my archives, uh, Pulp Fiction, The Sixth Sense, Sin City, Unbreakable, Armageddon, and many, many more movies. He mistakes them for two young hitmen and hire them to do his wife for $10,000, even. Uh, but Ted thinks he's hired to have sex with her and not kill her so he takes a job all Beavis wants to do is watch TV. He drives him to the airport to fly him to Vegas and tells him to look out for her as she will do them fast and hard. He also tells him to find a leather bag and bring it back to him for sentimental value. Now on the plane they're seated next to a sweet old lady, that's what her name is in the credits, Voiced by Cloris Leachman of Young Frankenstein, High Anxiety, The Iron Giant, and the Grodd movies. She feeds Beavis a caffeine pills. This unleashes the quote, Great Corn Hollyo, are you threatening me? I am the Great Corn Hollyo, DP for my bum hull, etc, etc. And I'll probably do this all the way through it, because in high school I was called Beavis because I was overexcited and constantly cleared my throat. <laughs> yeah, cool, Beavis. <laughs> oh, God, that was bad. Cut that bit, John. <clears throat> anyway, after that, all hell breaks loose as overheight Beavis kicks off as he breaks into the cockpit, causing the plane to nosedive. Now, in Vegas, yeah, because breaking into a cockpit of a plane and causing it to almost nosedive would get you kicked off the plane, even in 1996. Uh, they get picked up by a limo driver, as back in Texas, I think it's in Texas. The two real goons meet Muddy and tell him they're sent to kill his wife. This pisses off Muddy, so drives to Vegas to kill all three of them. These two, who are unnamed by the way, are the same people that stole Beavis and Butthead's piece of crap TV in the first place. In Vegas, Beavis and Butthead are driven to their hotel. Cue Roller Coaster of Love by Red Hot Jelly Papers. As the two idiots stare at a topless shipmast of an Egyptian goddess and try to fondle the fake wooden boobs. Because, dare I say, these two virgins are horny little idiots. Then they rock out to the song. They're escorted out of the casino by the security guards and the next morning they're shown to the rooms by a regretful manager. Because, yeah, two teenagers who are 15 can afford a huge hotel suite in Vegas. God. <sighs> Moving on. The room next to theirs is their targets, Dallas Grimes, voiced by Demi Moore of Ghost, G.I. Jane, Striptease, and Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle, one of my all-time guiltiest of guilty pleasure movies. Watch it, it is fucking fantastically cheesy and OTT. And I will not comment on Bruce Willis hiring a hitman to take out Demi Moore. 
<clears throat> anyway, she holds them at gunpoint and then hires them for $20,000 to do muddy. The feds show up, so Dallas buys two tickets for these two dumbasses to DC via bus, which is a senior citizen tour of America. As the two virgins are fighting over who will do her first, she sews into Beavis's shorts a chemical bomb, X5, and a MacGuffin of this movie. Then sends the two horny teens to DC via the coach. On the bus, they meet the same old lady from the plane. Meanwhile, in the hotel room, in barges ATF agents, led by Agent Fleming, voiced by the late Robert Stack of Aeroplane Transformers the movie from 1986, the animation which is terrible by the way, do not watch it, Caddyshack 2 and Unsolved Mysteries. He threatens Dallas with the running joke of this movie, a cavity search if she doesn't tell him where the bomb is. He has nothing on her so he has to let her go even though he has photographs of her stealing the bloody thing and having it on her person in the fucking hotel but he can't arrest her for fuck's sake. Uh, back on the bus they pull up to Hoover Dam which Butthead thinks is DC. Taking the tour of the dam, or goddamn, as Beavis puts it, the boys break into the control room and think it's one huge TV lounge. Play them with the buttons and cause all hell to be loose as the dammed water is released. All the while, Beavis is rubbing his butt up against the buttons and slamming his asshole against metal bars, etc. etc. The butthead destroys the control panel and this plunges the whole city of Las Vegas into darkness. They get back on the bus. As from a hilltop, Dallas watches on with binoculars. In Vegas, Muddy is hot on her heels, however. At the ATF HQ, Agent Bork, voiced by Greg Kilner of As Good As It Gets, Little Miss Sunshine and You've Got Mail, shows us and Agent Fleming just how bad X5 is. It's a man-made virus that will wipe out five states in five days and kills in a matter of hours. Also, the casing holding the bomb is unstable, and if it's hit hard enough, it will break and leak out the toxic gas. Or nerve agent, what the fuck it is. Back on the bus, Butthead is kicking Beavis's ass right on the bloody X5 unit. Trying to get to the window seat, as next stop is the Grand Canyon. Agent Fleming sends out an APB on these two teens. As ACDC's gone shooting plays, the tour take photographs around the Grand Canyon. Meanwhile, Beavis and Butthead are entertained by a donkey doing a shit. Ugh, dear God. And ECDC's Gun Shooting is the opening rift to the Beavis and Butthead TV show. The tour bus continues at the tour going from Vegas to DC through Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, stopping at Yellowstone Park to see Old Faithful. But the two idiots are interested instead spending their time playing with the toilet's urinals because they are motion sensitive. For fuck's sake, or motion active rather. The bus leaves, but the morons get on a wrong bus filled with nuns, and of course, a butthead hits them because they're chicks, aren't they? Uh, uh, yeah, Beavis. Oh god, that was terrible. Cut that bit, John. The original tour is pulled over by the ATF agents, and yes, you've guessed it, all the way peas get cavity searches. A montage kicks in of the nuns trying to teach Beavis butthead as the bus heads to New Mexico. In a church in New Mexico, the boys think confessionals are porta potties and have a shit. And note the chanting is actually saying scrotum agitento ignoramus genitalis largius hemorrhoidus burnius myasius all day longius. Getting back on a bus, they end up at a petrified forest. It's here, the nuns dump there because all Beavis wants to do is laugh at wood and petrify. Oh, whatever. 
So they walked the desert to DC, all 2,000 plus miles of it. In the desert, they meet their fathers, one of which is voiced by David Letterman. The ATF agents are called, but by the time they arrive, the boys are long gone. So they set up roadblocks, and not Hank Hill, I'm going to call him from now who has been unknowingly fallen behind the two dumbasses, is pulled over and his RV is raided, and yes, you've guessed it, Gavin searches all round. The ATF find out where they stay after two days, my lord, and raid the school and spot Daria in the singing circle as the prototype Mr. Mackey sings Lesbian Seagull. And you think liberals were bad today? Try the 90s. Oh dear. Uh, da, 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 da. They arrest a teacher for no good reason, other than being a liberal. Back in the desert, the dads leave Beavis and Butthead in the middle of the night. The boys start to hallucinate, and note these drawings were done by a Rob Zombie. At one of the ATF roadblocks, and Muddy finds that they're lost in a desert, so goes to track them down. And note, during Beavis's trip, he says, everybody go to college, study hard and study hard. All the way backwards, some good advice there. Unfortunately, they bloody fall at themselves. Also note, this was Mike Judge's compromise as Paramount wanted music videos throughout this movie. So this trip out scene was done like a live action music video. After five long, painful minutes of the trip out scene, which I wonder if the Simpsons ripped off when Homer ate the five alarm chili, the boys wake up after Muddy splashes gasoline over them, but not blowing them up. These two idiots are held at gunpoint, and he just sticks them in the boot of his car and drives them to DC. Another montage of Muddy driving them from Dallas to DC, scored by Walk on Water by Ozzy Osbourne. Just outside DC, Butthead throws a Beavis out of Muddy's speeding car, falling ass first onto the road, causing a multi-car pileup. Seconds later, but had it thrown out of the car and lands on not Hank Hill's car, causing it to crash. As on TV, the ATF agents see Beavis and Butthead at the multi-car pileup in Virginia and realise they're heading to DC. Because the ATF thinks these two are terrorists because of the chemical bombs stuck to Beavis's ass. But these two dumbasses are just dumbasses and aren't aware that they've got a bomb stuck to one of their arses that could kill the whole bloody... Population in a matter of minutes, or days even. <coughs> Moving on. In the traffic jam, they see the old lady from the plane and reboard the bus to DC. Finally in DC, they're followed by Muddy and Dallas. Beavis and Butthead head into the White House and over the tannoid, news to call out for the busty Dallas. And the whole Congress just giggles and laughs, Butthead style. How's a converse? How's a conver con converse? Commerce, or what the hell it thinks called? They'll sit and judge. A judge, a vote rather. Moving on. I'm bloody British, not American. Oh dear, oh dear. <clears throat> anyway, in the parking lot, Dallas and Muddy kiss and make up. As back with the two idiots, they board the bus to the White House. Beavis has a meltdown on a bus about how he wanted to score with Dallas and he will be a virgin until he dies. And just goes absolutely epileptic. In the parking lot, Dallas and Muddy are busted by Agent Fleming while having sex, and she throws Muddy under the bus in seconds, saying it was his fault he stole the X5 unit and this whole plan was his plan. 
Back on the bus, oh dear, from the plane, feeds Beavis more caffeine pills again, and this unleashes the great court hoyo. As they walk into the White House, who pulls up but not Hank Hill, even though we saw his car crash and explode. The ATF agents are rushing to the White House, and as are now overhyped after eating sugar cubes and drinking pure black coffee, Beavis walks throughout the White House as the great corn hoyo, causing chaos, making his way to the Oval Office and calling it a nuclear airstrike and almost blowing up half of a bloody America. The ATF are now surrounding the White House because even though the press is crawling over the place due to give peace a chance or the GPAC conference, they still manage to surround the place and nobody picks this up. Okay then. But Ted tries to hit on Chelsea Clinton, but she throws him out of her bedroom window and he is quickly arrested by the ATF agents. Yep, you've guessed it. A cavity search. Of course he thinks he's scored because he's a fucking idiotic virgin. Beavis meets up with international delegates and is shown outside the White House. Now outside, he finds not Hank Hill's RV and jacks off inside it to a picture of Dallas. As inside the White House, not Hank Hill is escorted outside of the White House. Once Beavis is finished jacking off, he's thrown out of the RV by not Hank Hill. Agent Fleming and the rest of the ATF agents surround him and almost shoot him down until not Hank Hill comes out with Beavis's shorts. An ATF agent rushes Not Hank Hill and X-5 unit is sent flying into the air, which Butthead catches and hands it to Agent Fleming. They all celebrate Not Hank Hill is arrested and, yes, you've guessed it, more cavity searches. Beavis and Butthead are interviewed for TV. They meet President Clinton, not voiced by Bill himself. He makes them honorary ATF agents as back in Texas. Beavis and Butthead a bitch and more about not getting paid, but Beavis finds their busted asshole TV and carry it home as the two walk in the sunset, insulting themselves as they go. As credits roll. So, that was Beavis and Butthead Do America. Even though I saw this twice in a cinema in 1997, this did not age well. The animation is poor, the jokes aren't funny, and Beavis and Butthead work my last nerve. If you are a 90s kid, live off your fuzzy memories of these two and do not look at this movie. This does not work in the 2000s. I'll give this thing a par 5 out of 10. So come back next week for my look at South Park, bigger, longer and uncut. And then Team America in May. It kicks off the Summer of Super, which is my look at Supergirl, Elytra, Catwoman and Bob Wire. June is Iron Man, July is Captain America, and August and September is Superman. So don't forget to share, comment, subscribe, and also check out my brand new Patreon podcast. For $1 a month, you get to access exclusive podcasts. This month is Beetlejuice. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod, and email me with suggestions to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Check out my franchise podcasts of Mad Max, Star Wars, Psycho, Omen, Underworld, Resident Evil, and more. Also, my solo podcast of the Blues Brothers, Aliens, Hairspray, FIFA Vendetta, and uh, many, many more. A uh, bye! Now I'm off to rock out to ACDC's Back in Black.